0: Good whatever time of day it is where you are now, movie likers. I'm SJ, Word Burglar, Sean, whatever you'd like to call me, and I'd like to call you awesome for tuning in to another episode of Do You Still Like This Movie? This is episode nine, and I have some very special guests today. A musician and old pal, Rich O'Coin, is here, and film director, editor... And new pal, Minasul Mancuso, is here. And we're talking about the 1985 dark American epic fantasy movie, Legend. So get ready for this. I want to have a quick apology given to you from me about the sound quality. This episode, it's just a little, it's not quite as great as our previous episodes. I have salvaged it. I think it's it's OK. It's still a really fun listen but a, a bit of the mic, uh, we had some mic issues that, uh, that kind of affected, it, it kind of sounds like Mina's on a phone, but she's in the room with us. So I think it's because the third mic I was using uh, was not a great mic, and I had bought it that morning and at a discounted price, and uh, now I know why it was so cheap, so I apologize, uh, Mina, Because you were here with us, but it sounds like you're on the phone. But it's still great. It's still fine. And hey, it's an awesome podcast. So let's just dump into it. Did I say dump into it? Let's jump into it. Uh, I'm doing great, by the way. Thank you. And uh, other than messing up a couple words. There's lots of cool new stuff coming. Check wordburglar.com. Please, we got new podcasts, new videos, and new comics on the way soon. And I really, really hope that wherever you're at, you're staying cool and happy and, uh, and doing well. And if you need to get in touch with me, drop me a line at wordberg at gmail.com. Let's do the show. Did you ever like a movie one time in your life but don't know if you still do? If you don't have time to watch it at the moment Me and a guest will for you See me, some strangers and some friends of mine Are gonna see what flick stand the test of time So we get curious to know what holds up and what doesn't About some old movie you saw with your cousin You're in the right place and you know you might just find out Do you still like this? Nina, Rich, thank you so much for joining us Do Pleasure. you still like this movie? Today we're talking about a little movie, and legend has it, you guys are fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you could say that.
0: <laughs> we're talking about the 1985 Ridley Scott directed feature, Legend, starring, uh, well, this one actor who went on to do some stuff young tommy c tommy c tom cruise <laughs> uh mia sarah mm-hmm. who i actually i remember her from ferris bueller's day off mm-hmm. little halifax reference for you rich because her name in ferris bueller's day off was whoa Sloan. Oh. oh wow! Yeah, cool. yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I kind of had a big crush on yeah. her, so watching this was like yeah. super, super exciting yeah. for me. <laughs> and uh, Tim Curry, of course, mm-hmm. uh, as Darkness. Darkness. What a name! <laughs> what a villain name! Just yeah. I wasn't sure if that was his name. If it was Lord of Darkness or just, Dark- just Darkness. His friends called him Darkness. <laughs> 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 I don't know, he's like I want that lord of yeah his friend who's the goblin lix or blix lix yeah. okay yeah. so mina you you, rich and i were talking about this film just about a week ago when we were all at the symphony mm-hmm. um, it's spoiler it alert sounds so
2: like we were just at the
1: symphony and-
0: <laughs> we were just at our regular symphony yeah spoiler alert listeners uh, it was the star wars symphony mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome empire strikes back that was really fun. And then we were talking about doing this movie, and we were like, oh, you probably haven't heard of it. And then we said Legend, and...
3: <laughs> and, and I had to admit that it was my favorite childhood movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's probably the movie that I've watched. Like, if you actually count it up all the times I've watched something, maybe the thing I've watched the most in my life, which is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. We
2: um, all just... It, something always c- connects at that one moment and whatever that is, then you're like, all right, I guess, you know, for me, Star Wars is just, just the thing, that the right thing at the right time.
3: Right, yeah, and for me, yeah. it was Legend, and then also maybe uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, Ooh. another
0: deep
2: cut. Yeah, but, uh, that's yeah. a cool... So that, the that cool. and Legend were tied,
0: yeah. probably. Nice, yeah. nice. And, like, Legends kind of fits into that weird 80s era where it seemed like there were a lot of fantasy movies kind of coming out. Like, Labyrinth was, was, I think, shortly after this. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was, like, Excalibur a little earlier and a lot of Barbarian films. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Willow, too. Willow, yeah, yeah. yeah, It was kind of like people had given up on Star Wars for a bit. They are like, let's try our hand at doing some fantasy. Like, what else do these nerds like? (laughs) 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 And I remember, like, I... This I used to see this at the video store all the time, and it, it looked cool. It was like yeah. speaking oh. my sensibilities. Like.
2: all I'm so behind all the artwork and and it like on paper, everything about the movie is just like yes, yeah, yeah. sign me up. Yeah. And then I remember
0: renting it, and mm. I don't remember ever renting it more than once. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my memory yeah. was a little vague on this. But Mina, so tell me about like your first experience with this film
3: early that I couldn't possibly remember the first time that I would have watched it but like we had a VHS copy possibly even a beta copy like it might go that far back because my mm. my household was both a beta and a VHS Whoa, household. advanced. yeah well we we all sort of worked in film or film adjacent people so mm. it's it's kind of uh, yeah we, we had it going uh, wow. tech wise in the uh, late 80s <laughs> early 90s <laughs> But yeah, I was uh, completely obsessed with unicorns as a kid, and I still am. I just, uh, self-promotion, just made a movie about (laughs) unicorns. So um, it continues. What's it called? It's a short film It's called A Brief History of the Unicorn <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing I was like, you can't just like mention Oh, I just made a unicorn movie
3: Like, <laughs> Yeah, so so like everything's kind of been building For the past 30 years And it's culminated yeah. in me it's writing this so little script
0: perfect. oh so yeah. perfect And it's funny, because as I was watching this I was like, who is this movie targeted oh,
3: at? Oh, it's it like me It's purely just me <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, so you were totally into unicorns Yes and did this spark the unicorn love, or were you kind of already down with, like, My Little Ponies or unicorns? Or I don't know where else unicorns are big.
3: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely a chicken and egg scenario. I think they def- feed into each other. I couldn't necessarily pinpoint it to this. There was also that movie, The Last Unicorn, the animated film. Mm-hmm. That was big. Great movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I did watch, like, Labyrinth and Willow and all of those. Like, I was, I was on board. Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, all of that stuff was... Uh, was big for
0: mm-hmm. me <laughs> what do, What do you think it is about unicorns that you you love so much
3: well I think they are aside from just the uh I put a lot of like post thought into this I did not think of this as a child because that would be weird but um <laughs> as a kid you're just like oh they're beautiful and they're magical and and that's that's what it is you like fantasy and you like fairies and all that stuff but I think unicorns have this uh, draw because they're um, they go back so far in terms of mythical creatures in human history and um, they were really big in the medieval era and then they were seen as this sort of almost phallic creature because they do have these huge horns coming out of their heads and and uh, and it was like um a, a symbol of life and of um, so sort of the purity of creation and uh, and they were actually seen as uh, a symbol for for Jesus in a lot of old medieval tapestries and paintings and stuff. So they have this aura that humans have cultivated for thousands of years and I think that kind of, even if you're not consciously thinking about that when you're watching My Little Pony, it, it <laughs> bleeds into your experience of, of thinking
0: about them. Sure, sure, and that's and definitely in Legend, they hint at like the the unicorn is basically the most magical creature in the yeah. in this mm-hmm. universe.
3: Yeah, and it, they have the power of creation, which I think is something a line that darkness says. Yeah. At some point,
2: they yeah they you, you you mess with one of the unicorns, and you know. Climate change occurs. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so, so your first experience when you saw the movie, though, like, were you instantly in love with this movie? Were you kind of confused by it? Oh were yeah,
3: you, definitely yeah. instantly enchanted by it. The I remember finding out that the whole thing was shot on a soundstage, and that at like, you know, five or six years old, blows your mind. You can't imagine them building something exterior-interior, although now when you watch it, you're like, oh, well, of course that's not real.
0: Yeah, it's huge, though. Like, mm-hmm. some of those, those mm. sets are crazy, like the the forest. How about you, Rich? What was your first experience with this?
2: Uh, I'm in the same boat as Mina, where I, I can't remember the first time I saw it, but it definitely was um, in the line of, you know, I had just seen the same films like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and, uh, you know, anything that had that kind of magical... VHS box at the video rental place uh, I was like gotta try this and I'm glad Legend was like deeper into that exploration because I think I, I had a similar experience where where you know I, I watched it and then I'm like, okay, I don't need that again It <laughs> 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 is. is There's something about it that is a bit of it. It makes it it's a bit it's Tim darker. Curry's makeup. Yeah. Oh, that's nightmare material right there. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, it's phenomenal actually. Yeah, that's the guy I wrote his name who did the makeup, but he also did makeup in RoboCop. Of all. Oh things. wow. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah, Rob Botton, That was mm. his name. He did all three RoboCop movies cool. and the Explorers. If we remember that oh, space one with the kids who go to space and there were weird aliens.
2: Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah! I can kind of remember the cover of that.
0: Yeah, that's another like classic like VHS tape sitting at the video store yeah. and you're like what is that movie
2: you know really judging a a movie by its cover was a big thing as as a kid picking out movies because you weren't i i remember when i when i got to you know 13 i i started getting those um who's the the film critic that made oh this, leonard malton yeah leonard malton yeah, Maltin, yeah. I started to get those like really thick books and then I would just read through them and just circle the five star ones and like gotta see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they
0: must be but but, but, you're but like thirteen watching Chinatown. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, get it.
2: <laughs> but like I it it's I would love to talk to a film enthusiast kid now that has like all the metadata of like a Rotten Tomatoes kind of at their disposal to be like, I'm gonna watch this or that. Like we, I watched some real bad movies just based on s- amazing covers. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, that was the, again.
0: Yeah, They yeah. keeps coming back to the definitely on this podcast. Like the the movie posters and the video boxes that you would mm-hmm. see. You know, now on Netflix you can just try something. If you don't like it, just switch it off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you take home that video and the. The box of legend looked wicked. The yeah. back like any stills of this film are just like, Whoa, this yeah. looks incredible. Like what is this? Yeah. And not saying it's not incredible, yeah. we'll save that for no the spoilers. end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Ridley Scott, and I know you, you enjoy the Alien films. Mm-hmm. So this he had done Alien, uh Ridley Scott had done Blade Runner, and mm-hmm. this is his first major motion picture feature since Blade Runner.
2: Yeah. So this is so only only his like third big Big film well, Vita, after yeah. after uh, the Duelist. Uh,
0: yeah, Duelist.
2: Sorry. Yeah,
3: the Duelist was his first, right. which is kind of an indie thing. Yeah. And yeah. then and then Alien and then Alien, and then and then Alien Blade, Blade Runner yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this. So
0: this yeah. yeah, fourth. I feel like there must have been a lot of anticipation for this film mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Ridley Scott's doing this thing with this up and coming actor, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Tim Curry's in it. Who was? I think he's probably riding off Rocky horror. Yeah, for yeah. For a little while. Had and what had Tom Cruise
2: done? A big thing, had he already done Born on the Fourth of July, or was he because he's 23 yeah. in this movie?
0: Yeah, I feel like Born on the Fourth of July was after this. Oh, okay, so yeah. this is 85. Um, so, so oh, so check maybe it later. Yeah. I What
2: about risky business? Maybe he's
0: risky uh, business? Yeah. I, I get, numbers. Numbers.
2: yeah, I don't know my chronology.
0: Uh, Let's get a chronology. chronology. Uh, Tommy C. Tommy C. check here. Well, Rich is checking on that. I'm just going to mention Alex Thompson did the cinematography. And he also worked on Labyrinth. And it, the third Alien movie, and Demolition Man. Have you guys ever seen Demolition Man? Love Stallone, Demolition Stallone, Sandra Bullock, yeah. Wesley Snipes. Doesn't know yeah. how to use the shells. <laughs> and, or is uh, wait,
2: is, wait, is that Judgment Day? No, no, you're right. Oh, Demolition that was, okay. I,
0: think
2: I, get, fish- I get those two confused a lot, uh, especially for the one-liners.
0: Oh, yeah, the shells. And uh, Leviathan, which was a movie I Mm. liked as a kid, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that's
2: ripe for this podcast. Absolutely. So you are you are right, Mina. He had he had just done risky business and all the right moves, and he had already you know had his big breakout with uh, Taps and The Outsiders. So he's yeah big up and coming star, twenty three years old.
0: Tom Cruise. Wow. So if you had to come up with the plot for this film, it's kind of like. One day in an enchanted forest, Tom Cruise and Ferris Bueller's girlfriend uh, <laughs> witness a goblin. Uh, they witness goblin on unicorn violence, and uh, and then set out to save the sun from being destroyed by the Lord of Darkness.
2: Amazing. That's kind
0: of like a rough thing.
2: That's a- like the that line that we saw about the Empire Strikes Back. Yoda teaches <laughs> Luke Skywalker about the Force. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Mia Sarah is amazing in this. So right off mm. the top, so we see her, and she's in the enchanted forest. Mm-hmm. And does it did this opening scene bring back any memories to you?
3: Oh, yeah, I think everything uh, I was talking to Rich about this yesterday is like everything is like a tactile memory. you know, when you're really young and you remember like the way she takes a bite out of a biscuit or you remember like the texture of the snow. but it, it so that stuff is all very like locked away in the back of my brain forever. So it was. Mm. Um, great to kind of refamiliarize myself with that
0: I did like because it opens yeah and it's the the forest looks really beautiful and magical yeah. and mm. enchanting uh, and you're it like, was Ooh.
2: it was based apparently on uh Bambi oh,
1: and uh, a that.
2: cross between Bambi and uh Fantasia to kind of have that like really uh almost like cartoon like uh and that's what I, th- I presumably why they filmed it on a soundstage rather than fi- finding like a real forest location
0: yeah well it looked amazing and just mm-hmm. like that opening sequence when you're coming into the forest like oh the music's playing something's gonna mm-hmm. you know what magical creatures dwell here oh, oh a bear <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like <that's> just not- <laughs>
0: licking some honey it's like here's a bear okay well i guess yeah. it's gonna be that kind of film. It's like yeah. instant expectations like yeah. Then the next animal we see is like a bunny hopping around. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, of course, then we, we get into the weirder stuff. But then it cuts to this voice of this character who hates the sun. And <laughs> in shadow the whole time. Yeah. And uh, this goblin has sought out this. And this is really setting up the plot for the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, so is it Blix? Is that Blix? Blix. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, B-L-I-X.
2: B-L-I-X.
0: So Blix the goblin is talking to the Lord of Darkness mm. and basically setting us up for what's going on. So what like what was the Lord of Darkness's problem here?
3: He's uh he, <laughs> he seems like he's having an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just hanging out in his throne like while uh somebody is butchering someone else in the background. Like it's yeah. really brutal and yeah, dark. Yeah.
2: And he's just like, "Oh, I'm bored." Yeah. Like we were talking about this earlier about how you don't really get a real sense of what his motivation and desire is other than this like kind of ambiguous like i just want more power and and you know he seems to be ruling everything in this underworld pretty well and you know has has some nice wine and fancy charcuterie or <laughs> some dead thing beside him that he's munching on but uh but he's just like you know what i just really want that sun to go away so i can see the world
0: yeah he keeps saying the sun is my destroyer I mean he rules half of the day he rules the darkness but that's not enough for him that's not enough the movie starts with this villain telling us that he cannot leave when it's not dark out Mm -hmm. like He says he must remain in darkness, so Mm. therefore he cannot travel across the land. And there are these beings, and he doesn't really straight up say they're unicorns. He's just (laughs) like these magical beings who can do magic. And Blix is like, okay, what do they look like? And he's like, you idiot, they have horns on their heads. I'm like, is he talking about, like, are they humans with horns on their heads? Like, why don't you just say unicorn, pal? Yeah, (laughs) and I love with
2: all the power and like like, dominance that the darkness has over blix he puts the thing up to blix's head to like show what a unicorn looks like and blix is like yeah i get the idea
1: (laughs) it was was like
2: no fear that he's just gonna be like you know i'm killing you now because i do that you know i do that
3: So it doesn't like, oh
2: yeah. so cool. Did you but, know about uh, this?
0: No.
3: So uh, the <laughs> actress, because there's actually a, a woman under all that makeup, um, playing Blix was like, hey, Ridley Scott, what if we made Blix look like Keith Richards? And Ridley Scott's like, yes, I love it. And That's
0: funny, because I was thinking it's kind of like a cross between like a Lord of the Rings character and like, yeah, like kind of like a rock. It's yeah, so funny. you look at
2: any photo of the character Blix, you can, we'll, we'll wait here while you go <laughs> <laughs> image search it. You can't unsee it. It's so amazingly Keith Richards.
0: <laughs> um, but okay, so Blix goes off on their mission, mm-hmm. and we cut back just to, to kind of keep going through things here. So we cut back to the forest, and we we get to see Lily here, and she's, like, prancing through tall flowers and singing. She's just this lovely person, just having a wonderful afternoon out in the forest, playing pranks on the woman, drying her clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: She's so nice that she'll go hang out with these common folk, and then one of the common folk's lines is... Oh it's so nice of you to like visit us you're like a daughter to me but you really should stop visiting us and become the, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
2: royalty that you are it's
0: like what <laughs> yeah and we it's never it, it may, maybe i'm wrong i mean i watched the regular version not the director's cut oh but, we watched yeah,
2: the so regular we, too yeah. okay because so, we we knew we had to remember the one we watched and sure. not the the presumably better one. okay <laughs> yeah
0: like tom cruise said you got to watch the director's cut yeah. so but watching this one so this is lily princess lily is it ever explained what oh, so she, she is no, a princess. princess of okay
3: no never and i found that fascinating as a kid too i was like she presumably has a castle. She mm-hmm. dresses like she is taken care of, but she's free to just roam around this forest and do whatever she wants and make yeah. out with Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, uh, like, she never talks about parents or, or or what she's... It's just, like, there's not... You don't even see a castle in the distance. It's yeah. just endless forest.
0: Yeah, and so she's here looking for Tom Cruise, who is Jack. And mm-hmm. so I guess they've got a – there's a bit of an established history here. Like what did you take from – they've been kind of courting for each, for a while? Or? Yeah.
3: Jack is, like, a wild man who lives in the woods, <laughs> uh, which they establish because he can, like, talk to birds and, and kind of control. He knows all the ins and outs of the forest, and mm-hmm. he's basically wearing rags. Like, they're just falling off his body. Yeah,
0: There's yeah.
1: a lot of
2: summer like and He's kind of like half, half yeah. Peter Pan... Half-Link from Zelda. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and it's so weird seeing baby Tom Cruise here because he
0: so young.
2: He's so young. He's 23 when it came out, but I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, the the production was interrupted twice and uh, the film, I guess, took four years between the time where the casting was done and when it came out. So I don't know when production started, but presumably, in the in the sh- those initial shots, like they're twenty three at least, or twenty two or twenty one. Like, well,
3: and Mia Sarah's like sixteen. 16 when yeah. yeah when they wow. Say, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think it's so her okay. first movie.
0: Yeah. So this would have been before Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's also in Time Cop. And then other than that, I don't really know her for Amazing. much. But yeah, I kind of had a super crush on her in <laughs> first for sure. Um, <laughs> but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> it's not about me, guys. <laughs> <sighs> um, so Jack and, and Lily, they're having like some frolicky, foresty flirtations. Mm-hmm. And, and Jack's like, oh, I want to show you something. And he takes Lily to a pond. And it's like, okay, great, A pond. But then we find out it's no ordinary pond. This is where your friends hang out.
3: <laughs> the unicorns <laughs> show
0: up, finally. Yeah, so so then I was like, oh, unicorns. These must be the magical beings that mm-hmm. darkness wants Blix to destroy. Mm-hmm. So, and they... Wow, I don't know where they got real unicorns uh, in 1985. <laughs> like they—they they look really. They were good. still.
2: They were on the endangered species yeah, list at the time. Yeah, Ridley Scott
3: found and... them when he was shooting Blade Runner for that dream sequence, yeah. and then was like, "I have to make a whole movie about these guys." Yeah. Do you
0: Did this bring back good memories when you saw the unicorns for the first time?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that sequence still, like, I feel like that sequence alone still holds up. Like, it's, you got the Tangerine Dream score, and there's, mm-hmm. like, bubbles floating through the air. It's all very, like, beautiful and, and uh, well done.
0: Yeah, there's a really nice quote. Uh, I think it's Jack just says to Lily, he's, like, explaining uh, unicorns to her, and he says, Unicorns express only love and laughter. Dark thoughts are unknown to them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, that's great! I was like that's nice. But, yeah. but I guess. But then that means if you touch a unicorn, you are uh, giving. Like oh, a, you're a infecting foreign, them. You're yeah, infecting yeah. them with mm-hmm. a, a foreign I- ideas yeah. and so all they know is love and life. I I really saw a lot of
2: symbolism of like them being like the forbidden fruit kind of aspect, in them Jack and Lily are like the Adam and Eve characters. Uh.
3: And of course, also like in the Bible, it's the woman's yeah. fault <laughs> that. Uh...
2: <laughs> I I did have a problem with th- this right. whole movie yeah. is like stemmed on the fact of her. Just being like, I just wanted to touch them. What's the big deal? <laughs> it's like, I didn't know it was going to cause this ap- apocalyptic winter.
0: Right. So this is what happens. So she's almost like saying, here, here's a ring. Wh- whoever finds this ring will marry me. So she throws it in the and water. And she throws
2: it in the water without any concern that he could dive yeah. into that water. Well, and hurt his happens. neck with a spinal injury. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the left he thought is very dangerous. <laughs> That happens after.
3: Like, what what happens is she she goes to touch the unicorn, oh, and yeah. Tom Cruise is really mad about it. Um, and yeah, it does and, happen after. And yeah. then and then she's like, "Oh, come on, it's it's <laughs> no big deal." And then she does the ring thing, and uh, and he's like, "Okay, great, let's get married."
0: Yeah, it's like all is forgiven. Right, but then so when he goes diving, that's when the unicorns get attacked by oh, yeah, Blitz, yes. right? Because
2: she doesn't actually touch the unicorn, right? She almost touches them? I think she
1: Yeah,
3: actually, I don't know.
0: She kind of scares it off, but yeah. then Blix is up to no good with his, oh. he's got the weird oh, no, little... No,
3: no. There's like a, a poison she's dart. dart. Yeah. yeah. So she, she's distracting the unicorn, and that gives Blix the chance to shoot it with like a poison arrow.
2: And right. I think we're meant to think that Blix wouldn't have been able to find them if it were not for... Them following, too. right, yeah. right.
0: There's a lot of moments in this film where I've exactly what you're saying. Like I think we're supposed to yeah. just <laughs> assume that this is what happened yeah. here. Like it, the structure is very like you're kind of get you get caught up with all these beautiful scenes, mm-hmm. and then you're like, wait, wait, why? How did we get to this point? What's yeah. happening? How much time has elapsed? Uh, whatever, it's a fantasy yeah. land of enchantment. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> to, be fair, to, to be fair to Ridley Scott, his first cut was like two and a half hours long, and then the studio told him to cut it down.
2: Cut so, a full hour. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
3: So, who knows how much more... I'm sure it made more sense. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. At one point. Mm. Sure.
0: So, the, you know, spoiler alert, the unicorn gets drugged by the goblin, Blix cuts off the horn, and now the world is thrown into an ice age is that mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: sounds good. About- is that how unicorn magic works
3: um uh, i'm gonna go ahead and say yes yes, <laughs> it, yes it is our unicorn expert um, yeah. well yeah because it's like there's two uni- unicorns left mm-hmm. and now that one doesn't have its horn it's like the balance of the world is tipping towards mm. darkness, but it hasn't gone full darkness yet. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So that unicorn doesn't die because it lost its horn. It, it's like sleeping kind of. Okay. So the yeah. remaining unicorn now needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. So Jack teams up with some elves? That come out of nowhere. Yeah. What's Okay, <laughs> let's talk about these elves. really <sighs> so like
2: Could have been some sort of introduction, but... <laughs> They just show up, and they're like, all right, we're your band of...
0: Yeah, everything goes gets frozen, and then Lily and Jack are separated, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so then Lily hides out in the cottage, and then Blix and his weird little pig pal and the oh, yeah. guy with the barbecue cover face, <laughs> 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 they come in, and
2: like... It's the- more like the uh, the furnace from uh, Home Alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, so he's Furnished face. And the the comedic, okay, the attempts at comedic relief here is it can be a bit trying at times. Like I I wasn't sure Is this aimed at like 5-year-olds. Like what is there But
2: there's no jokes. It's just it's just a little bit of slapstick. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah, the like, fairies, the fairies and the goblins are very slapstick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's
2: like uh, uh I guess Blix has some some real real Honey rhyme schemes. Yeah, it was uh, just like
0: but, uh, something sweet and yeah. <laughs> rotting meat. Blah, 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 that was actually that was
2: feet. that was the first thing I remembered in the movie. <laughs> like I I was like I don't remember any of this, and then when when it was like rotten meat, uh, I was like yeah, that's that's in my brain somewhere. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that out.
0: Okay, so the Jack Jack's in the snow when he wakes up, and this is where he meets the elves and the Gump. Mm -hmm. what is the gump supposed to be it's kind of like it reminded me of McLovin cosplaying as like (laughs) Narnia or something there's something weird
2: I feel like every character in this is like they took two classic characters from fantasy and we're just like let's just combine them see what happens because he's very yeah he is like the faun from Narnia meets like an elf from Tolkien kind of yeah
3: yeah um i'm trying to remember my uh my fairy lore here Mm -hmm. so they have the little the tiny little fairy una Mm -hmm. uh who is just a speck of light at this point
2: we get to talk about um
3: (laughs) and then then gump is like yeah he's like an elf and a fairy Mm -hmm. i think fairy is like a umbrella term for that kind of um Uh, I I don't want to call them a race of beings, but like, yeah, the fairy folk, folk. because he keeps referring to them as the fairies, and like, they kind of live separately, but they can interact with... The other beings that live in the forest, mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, Brown Tom and the other one. I don't remember.
0: Brown hey, Tom. I thought his name was like Rum or yeah. something, <laughs> like in cats.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah like cats,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you know, Rum Bum or something. So Brown Tom. Brown
3: Tom, who's the Irish okay. uh, drunk? <laughs> Just... Yeah.
0: No. No stereotype
2: there. No.
3: Yeah. Um, and then the old one. <laughs> it's Billy Barty.
0: Yeah, right. from uh, He-Man. <laughs> yeah. Masters of the Universe. Totally. And yeah. He's like the Laurence Olivier of actors who play those oh, like, yeah. dwarf characters in <laughs> like in He-Man when he's Gwildor. Oh, yeah. That's his best Willow. one. Willow. Yeah. yeah, but it's totally like Gwildor. It's like the same makeup. It's yeah. like oh, he yeah. brought that yeah. costume from this movie <laughs> yeah, he's like, to the He-Man set. <laughs> guys, I already got my wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and he's screwball, is that?
1: Screwball, that's what know, it is, okay.
0: yeah. Yeah. And Good old pitching.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: what's with the, okay, what's with the terms? There's a few terms that pop up in this movie. I'm like, really? Like, at one point, someone says, I'm going to make a shish kebab out of you. I'm like,
1: really?
3: They have shish kebab in, <laughs> in down, this universe, yeah. yeah.
0: really? Okay. It's very popular. What other Mediterranean delights can I Oh, and I
3: barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, so we meet these people. So, the Gump sees one of the fairy folk. I don't
3: because then he would have like fur and stuff he's mm-hmm. yeah he's like an elf or a fairy um and he seems like the leader he seems like the most competent of of all of them he's kind of a jerk though right? he is kind of and he's got a temper <laughs> yeah
2: and he hisses he does every hiss, time yeah. he's upset that hiss just comes out full full front
0: and for the listeners at home who haven't seen this the gump is basically like a 10-year-old boy with a weird voice effect?
3: So that actor, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, and I don't want to misspeak, but I think he's one of those... He has, um, uh, like, a congenital congenital disorder where he's actually much older than he looks. Sure, okay, so he looks Um,
0: much younger, yeah. And
3: he's German. I've seen him in some, like, really dark... Uh, German films. Uh, he's in <laughs> yeah, one called the Tin Dr- the Tin Drum, which is like this post World War II like nightmare. It's one of the darkest films I've ever seen, and he plays this kid. But um, he's there's there's something about him that's very mature. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, sorry to go on that tangent. No,
0: no, that's interesting. I mean, I thought he was a kid in this. Like he seems very very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, that's that's not his voice. I don't think that,
1: right. No, that is his voice. That yeah. is his voice. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh wow! Fin- okay. Wow. Yeah. That's that's new. That changes things for me because yeah. with Blix having the vocoder and like, yeah, a few yeah, other people I thought be... there's all these effects going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Gump is is kind of getting ticked off at Jack when he finds out that Jack is responsible for showing Lily the pond where the unicorns yeah. are, and so I the-
2: feel I feel like they showed up because they're you know they're just. There are these uh, magical creatures in the or beings in this uh, forest, and then suddenly like "Mm, this weather's not right. Let's go figure out
1: what
2: did what did Jack like mess up for us?
3: Oh yeah, that is what happens. They're like (laughs) Jack, did something happen? And he's like, no, I just I just took Lily to see the unicorns, and and they're like, mm hmm, and what else?
0: (laughs) They're like the forest busybodies. They're like, okay. and, and so, but then he says he's gonna like kill Jack if he doesn't answer a riddle, right? Whoa. Like, it gets really intense. Yeah. Yeah, he says uh, if Jack can't answer this riddle, he's gonna kill him. And, and
1: he was this <laughs> testy I, I missed little that fawn. on this rewatch. Yeah. yeah. I like, wow. whoa,
0: this, why is this a little bit extreme there, yeah. Gump? Um, and the riddle is what is a bell that does not ring, yet its smell makes the angels sing? A bluebell, the flower. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack, of course, being the Batman that he is, solves this riddle Amazing. instantly. Is it, and uh, is it
2: a? Is, I already said. It, is it a helicopter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then they drink wine out of one of the elves' ha- hats. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They like wine. let's toast to us not killing you. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then they they find the other unicorn, and it's it's with the the unicorn. Yeah, it's kind it's of sad. In like it's sad. It's, it's sad. in unicorn morning Yeah. Oh, there are some
2: really great shots of the unicorns where like there's one like bit of where they hang on it, where it's like totally like in the moment of a sad unicorn, and then they hang on it for just a little bit longer, and then it's just. This horse looking over to the side being like, what, am, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: as a kid like how did you process this scene
3: do you mean the the like fairies by the fire kind of thing yeah Yeah, i mean i think uh i was uh very familiar with like fairy lore at that point that was another you know side hobby so uh you know fairies are known to be tricksters and they like riddles and they like drinking their elderberry wine and this all just seemed like it fit within the world that i was already familiar with
0: okay so this sort of checks out with all right they're ticking these boxes because I was trying to kind of what we touched on a little earlier trying to figure out what lore this subscribes to like is it like its own magical universe is it Tolkien inspired think, is it just I think the,
2: the yeah the so they just wrote kind of this they they wrote uh several versions of a a film basically that seemed to just take every single bit of like all the different mythologies and everything and just kind of put it together. Maybe, some might argue, too many things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are references to hell, and you mentioned sort of unicorns uh, being you know, symbols for Jesus in some Mm. uh, stories or something. But they're mentioning, like, God and hell and stuff like that. And sin, too. Sin's a big theme throughout.
2: I think when I watched it as a kid, too, I didn't even really catch that, the Tim Curry's character's name's Darkness I th- I just thought they're like, well, this is Satan.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's even saying that he answers to someone he else. He answers, yeah. yeah.
3: So yeah. that yeah. struck me watching it this time around. He's constantly talking to his mother and father, and sometimes like a mm-hmm. voice comes in, uh, yeah. or sometimes he's just like, "Where are you? Why won't you help me?" So there's like a higher power beyond darkness mm-hmm. that is more mysterious. Yeah, there's
2: like, a, there's a kind of a lot to there's unpack So here. much stuff. <laughs> so it's, much. To I just feel like they had this brainstorm meeting, and they they maybe stayed up real late and maybe had some substances and just were like, yeah, let's put that in, let's put that in. And then they wrote the longest unfilmable script, and then they just kept whittling it down, being like, but we can't lose this entirely. Let's just keep a little bit, even if it's confusing.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I was trying to figure <laughs> out, like, who
0: was this aimed at? Were they thinking sort of like oh, there a was... YA audience, or was it older, or were they trying to go for kids?
3: Well, what's weird about it, well, not necessarily weird about it, but... Um it seems like when they first conceived of it it was either going to be like a really dark horror film with like actual sex and and mm-hmm. really extreme violence and gore and, and gore yeah. uh and then it kind of became like something a little bit more toned down yeah. and then by the time they got to shooting it's like well it'll just be a straight up action adventure film
2: they were still deciding while it was being filmed how like i feel like it just was this Thing that, and every step of the way, like a producer from the studio would come in and be like, "What is this?
3: Yeah, why is there <laughs> and a pile of dead bodies here?" And they're like, "No,
2: uh, no, no don't worry, we're, we're gonna put some wow. snow over them." So there is even there's a part where uh, old Tommy C, there, young Tommy C, would um, <laughs> would crawl over this pile, and and you're in the final version. It's meant to just look like a pile of of like earth. And but if you look closely, it's over decaying faces and skulls, <laughs> and it was yeah. meant to be this like dead body, and and someone probably showed up and was like, well, that's not going to help us with our PG rating. Yeah, I
0: could see that. Do they go full Conan, or do they stay in sort of the realm of like labyrinth?
2: What was or something? it rated in the end? You know,
0: I'm not sure. Actually.
3: I bet it was PG. Yeah.
0: PG.
2: Yeah. I think,
3: yeah. but yeah, you have that Dark like that PG. sense Dark of like. P- <laughs> like everyone thought they were making a darker film than it ended up being. Yeah. And there's still like, oh yeah, like there's a skull or like there's somebody uh, who's clearly cannibalizing that man.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, oh yeah. yeah, there
2: was there was a moment where, you know, when you're saying about the shish kebab and, and when we were watching it where, you know, you first see this vision of this underworld and you're like, oh, they're just torturing people because it's hell. And then later when we get to the, the like, the whole mirror Reflecting thing, we're like, oh no, they're the chefs. Yeah. That wasn't them torturing army. someone. They were cutting that person up to eat them.
0: Oh <laughs> man. Okay. So we're jumping. Away. Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. it's it's great. Uh, we'll just scan over this stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. Just a few things happen now. Like we see the forest. Um, basically, the the elf people are telling Tom Cruise, Jack, you need to get some weapons. You need to go. Uh, be our champion and and fight darkness and get back the unicorn mm-hmm. horn, right? So yeah. sort of, Meanwhile, Lily, where is she? She's kind of gone off on her own.
3: She's hiding, mm-hmm. uh, in the and then uh, it all comes to a head. Uh, do, do you want me to summarize this sort of? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it it all comes to a head when she finally comes back to find Jack but all that's left is uh Brown Tom's been left to guard the unicorn but um that's not a great idea cuz there's a bunch of goblins after it so uh they try to shoot him and they capture Lily and they capture the ex- remaining unicorn right yeah.
0: and Brown Tom gets uh he's basically de- demonstrates like frying pan fighting abilities yeah yes and what are they shooting at him is it like I think it's rocks? arrows Oh, maybe. Because he's like deflecting them yeah. almost like they're bullets with a frying pan. <laughs> and, and he's then like, we... pan <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. And then he takes a, an arrow right through the hat.
2: Yeah, and... that part's crazy. I feel like that was like, let's kill him off. And then someone's like, you can't kill him yeah. off. And they're like, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll just
0: have him knocked out for a bit. And yeah, great idea leaving like the drunk elf guy to yeah. protect the remaining unicorn when clearly all of darkness is people want to get this unicorn yeah
3: right because because the reason they have to leave uh the unicorn alone is so that jack can go get his magical armor
0: right mm-hmm. which is a super shiny mithril almost like a what frodo gets in lord of the rings mm-hmm. right he mm-hmm. gets that defense we're familiar with the little yeah um, story. it's very yeah. yeah yeah very like and
2: any he, he it's like following like beat for beat the hero's journey to where like yeah. they're like we need a a champion and yeah, and he he's like, but not me. <laughs> but it happens so fast, and then he like by the end of the scene, he's like, okay, me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we we're talking about Blix uh, being played by a female actor. Now we have another bit of a role reversal because then Meg, who is this swampy goblin, they have to cross a swamp, and Meg is actually played by Robert Picardo who oh, was the hologram from Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Amazing. So there's a bunch of, there's yeah. some gender swapping going on here. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't, and it's, uh, yeah. that's kind of a weird, creepy swamp scene.
2: She's so frightening yeah. when he's like, do you mean to eat me? And she's like, ah.
3: <laughs> really...
0: Indeed I do, Indeed my boy. <laughs> she wants to kiss him first. There's a lot of like people wanting to Oh yeah, kiss this him. movie oh, yeah. is like
3: deeply <laughs> sexual yeah. in a lot of ways.
0: <laughs> So why – so she, they have to pass the swamp and mm-hmm. she's just there and wants to eat people. Is yeah. that yeah. basically what and we're thinking? Yeah, and I feel like
2: there's, like – it's, like, very kind of Medusa-y at the moment, like, in that scene with him defending himself with this shield. And then, and then he doesn't even – he's, like, kind of just still realizing his own power, like – He's never wielded a sword, and so they kind of cut it in the theatrical. I bet in the director's cut, there's an actual shot of it, but suddenly you're like, oh, did he just cut her head off?
3: Yeah, I remember watching that scene as a kid and being so terrified and feeling like it went on forever because Mm -hmm. it was so scary to me. But it just flies by.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and what is Meg – is Meg, like, short for Megan? Her full, her
3: full name is Meg Mucklebones. Amazing.
0: Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I figured it had to be something like that, or, like, Mega Gross Swamp Goblin. <laughs> but I was just like, is it, like, Megan? Hi, I'm Megan. That's a great – You call me Meg. Meggy. <laughs> it's an odd choice for a swamp uh, monster. Um, so then we cut to the jail, which is basically, like, a Hell's Kitchen – Cavern, there's like weird fires going on yeah. this is nightmare fuel like this is
1: oh dark yeah. And yeah scary
3: right because um, they they established that it the the whole like palace darknesses mm-hmm. palace isn't a, a huge dead tree Hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah You fit a lot in that tree yeah oh, oh yeah <laughs> and it looked really it looks really cool like the stages in here like you were saying it's a sound stage mm-hmm. I kept thinking wow this there were moments where I felt like I was watching some insanely epic theatrical production, because mm. it felt like, almost like the way the cameras are set up and the way the actors move and the lighting, like I can imagine sort of like stage lights coming down in mm. certain areas, so you do get that, that soundstage yeah. feel. But here in this Hell's Kitchen, it's creepy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we skipped over a bit with Una, because Una is revisited here when they're in jail. Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: So when, let's when talk they find about Una. The, yeah. uh, so they go to... Um, find Jack's, uh, armor and sword, and, mm. uh, he's the only one who can go in, but Una, uh, is a little light, so she guides the way, mm. uh,
2: and then His she... His little ex- Excalibur moment.
3: Yeah, yeah. But she, uh, then reveals herself to him as, like, she can turn into a life-size, uh, girl, I guess? Yeah.
0: And then As she, opposed to just this pocket-sized
2: little... As
3: opposed yeah, to, like, a tiny, like, yeah. uh, like firefly. Right. Look at that. Yeah. And
2: she says, I can be whatever your heart desires. <laughs> revealing a, a little crush she has on young Tommy C. Oh,
0: jeez. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants a little piece of jack. <laughs> Like, what
2: is their deal? Yeah. Yeah. He's,
0: yeah. Ve- he's very... He's like, he's, it'll never work. She's like, it yeah. won't work out. I'm just firefly <laughs> yeah. size and Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, that yeah. was the whole problem. That's definitely like, can't the fire you are getting. Yeah. like, you can tell the other guys, but <laughs> don't, don't tell Gum. Him. Yeah. He's <laughs> just too intense. He'll be hissing at me all <laughs> the time. He'll make it a
3: whole thing. And I just don't want to have to, like, you know...
2: <laughs> but, then, but then she's like, okay, uh, I'm mad that you told Gum, but I will help you... Uh, just a little condition you need to make up with me. <laughs> <laughs> you really like this part, <laughs> like, it's just, but it's so absurd. I'm just like, what is her? What's her deal? And then, and then, because like obviously it's in the movie to be like showing that his like love for Lily is true, mm-hmm. but like as if you know. But it's just such a such a weird way to do.
3: It. And all the other fairies are watching on, being like are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. they, they, they
0: know it's like, really? It's like kiss porn. And they're like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. But he won't kiss her.
3: Well, he does. And then she's like, that's not a kiss. Or she's, you call that a kiss, oh, yeah, and it's like a, a peck. Back.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. She's like, I obviously
2: meant tongue.
3: So then <laughs> she
0: transforms herself to look like Lily, and then he catches and then, on. He's like, wait, you're not the love of my life, so I won't kiss you. But so what? You're just going to let your whole crew die in jail now because you won't just get... She's putting him in a
2: really difficult situation. Yeah.
0: I would say kiss (laughs) and live to love later. Like, (laughs) don't die by not giving a kiss to your little fairy stalker. Like, just go for it. Get out of jail free. Come on.
2: And then there's no stakes to the situation because then he doesn't, and then she's like, okay, I'll still help you.
3: Well, she pulls a, like, if you're not man enough to kiss me, I don't want you anyway. yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so she she lets everyone else out and closes the door on him. Oh, oh and then the other guy comes by. Well, I forget this. Yeah, she, so she keeps him in. Well, they and then she doesn't lock the door, but the door closes, and then he come, and I was like, "What? She left him in here?"
2: Oh, and just like just kind of that rude sort of like, "I'm just gonna yeah push this yeah. close." Okay. But at first,
0: I thought she was really locking him in there. Mm. But we did skip over the wayward elf furnace face.
2: Oh, furnace face, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So furnace face is revealed is not an actual goblin. This mm-hmm. is one of Blix's friends. They are actually an elf
1: mm-hmm. who
0: kind of just went on the wrong side of the darkness.
1: Yeah. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he like that helmet. He's yeah. like, I like this helmet. So
0: you mean I can dress <laughs> like a furnace? Amazing. <laughs> Where's Calkin at? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then he, they discover that he's good like the the ogre people mm-hmm. and then they decide to bake him in a pie is that or a meatloaf or something yeah he's got an apple in his mouth doesn't well, he
3: well he was he was kicked into the dungeon by a darkness mummy. anyway oh yeah that scene is crazy <laughs> a mummy
2: just that
3: darkness shows up to collect the horn and then blix is sh- or not blix but the furnace face is shooting his mouth off mm-hmm. Uh uh, Big mistake. Oh yeah, he claims that he's gonna rule over the universe because he has the unicorn horn, and then darkness orders a mummy to like shoot up from the ground, grab him, and jump into an abyss.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> I also remembered. That, that was, was, the, so third, that was the third. That was the third
0: moment in the film. <laughs> <coughs> There's like a lot going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's jumped so much. So mm-hmm. that's what's kind of hard to re- kind of remember. Oh, this, wait, when yeah. did this happen? And it is dark, like, just, like, lighting-wise. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of stuff kind of yeah. mushes together. But we do cut to Lily, who, so Lily had been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But when does she get free? Because then she starts going, like, jewelry shopping or something.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, <laughs> well, so she's... still kidnapped. She's like trapped in the in the palace or whatever you want to call it the tree palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's like not in a jail cell or anything. She's just running through the halls.
2: Yeah, because now darkness has been told by that voice seduce her.
3: <laughs>
0: make, her make her one of her one us. Of us. So then, yeah, okay. So this is where I was confused at why she's just running around, how she got.
2: So there's, the- there. I think it's assumed, or I think we're meant again another part in the movie that makes us assume she can't get out of where she is, but she's like looking around, and then, and then it's just comically like, uh, just absurd how quickly she's like you know a captive but then suddenly they're like here's some jewelry and she's like
0: "Ooh, look at this yeah I was like don't you have more important things to do than like check out this shiny necklace yeah. I, I am assuming then that there was some sort of magical spell there there, that, that would be her. that'd be much more progressive <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. hoping she just didn't be like I have to stop these save the unicorn Ooh,
3: pretty. don't you know girls like shiny things <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but
3: actually I think Whole section is kind of meant to be modeled off of uh, Jean Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, uh, the, yeah. the the idea of the princess trapped in a sort of empty seeming palace, and then the beast coming to seduce her, and mm-hmm. and I think it is all kind of reminiscent of that film and the sort of surreal setting and the. Uh, the dinner scene and all of that.
0: And this was super creepy. And I gotta say, I was I was totally mesmerized by this scene. Mm. Mm. So you're saying was, you you remember this scene?
3: Yeah, oh yeah. So I I haven't even watched the film since I was maybe I'd say 14 or 15. Whoa. But I will periodically look for the scene on YouTube and watch it.
2: <laughs> it was that that might be my favorite scene too. The it's it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing.
3: Because it is kind of a seduction, but it's seduced by your own shadow which is so Mm. beautiful yeah
2: it's like yeah she's dancing with the shadow figure which she then becomes Mm -hmm.
3: yeah so they they uh she like resists it and then she gives into it and they waltz and then they merge and she's wearing this crazy uh dark gown with Mm -hmm. black lipstick and Mm -hmm. dripping jewels
0: it it did feel like an odd dream or nightmare mm-hmm. like it was a very very cool scene and again this is kind of where i got the idea of it being a theatrical production because mm-hmm. where they're they're dancing and doing that waltz and that long shot it does look like a big
2: oh stage
0: yeah. and
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah really really cool and then and then darkness comes in comes
0: out of the mirror comes out of the yeah. mirror yeah yeah that was a cool effect great I and mean, we're yeah. thinking 1985 like that actually looked really yeah. cool so we see like hands and fingers mm-hmm. yeah and this is when we get our first
2: big reveal of darkness and And he's got his like his best on too
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's got a cape
2: like like earlier when we see darkness he's got different like kind (laughs) of casual sweatpants darkness (laughs) but now now we're like he's like i'm here to seduce you and impress and And so he's like and then he keeps being like i
0: only want to have dinner (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> which is another beauty and the beast
0: thing right right and do we think she's sort of being magically uh entranced now or is she sort of going along with she it she seems to be resisting it. right?
3: i think the film wants you to not be sure to kind of mm-hmm. have it skirt this line like is he going to be able to, to seduce her to the dark side mm-hmm. or is she going to fight it
0: mm-hmm and then or they, she's at least going to try his cooking first.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they sit down
2: to dinner, and, and he doesn't really sit down. I don't know if the costume can load. No, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: why he doesn't. He's just sit like down. leaning
2: he there. He kind of sits down, and they just have the worst Tinder date ever.
0: Because he's not just wearing face makeup and giant horns. Yeah. Like. He's got the hooves and yeah, like
2: it, the like whole thing. Full body so guests. he yeah. kind of stands to the side and keeps being like, "Try this," and then every time she disagrees with him, he goes, "Ah ha! Ah. <laughs> Don't walk behind me. I have no peripheral vision." <laughs> <laughs> Just I
0: can't
2: lets turn out my neck in this thing. anguish like every time he's nice. Like the second that she doesn't go along with it, he's like, oh I hate being nice."
3: <laughs> it's kind of. I was thinking. About this. It's kind of a the Persephone myth. Like mm. she's kidnapped by the Lord of the Underworld, and mm. then in the Persephone myth, she eats something, and that's why she has to stay there. So it's kind of like he's trying to get her to eat and drink so that mm. she'll become his dark bride.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. A lot of definitely a lot. Again, we're seeing a lot of different. Oh yeah. Legends. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so they're at the dinner table. Then we jump back to see what's going on with. With Tom Cruise and the Elf Gang, and mm-hmm. they're fighting like these Mad Max style Mad Max dolphins. chefs, the Mad Max chefs <laughs> in the Hell Kitchen. Yeah, they're just
2: down there. Uh, they and everything's going smoothly until they they wake them up with the worst plan ever to throw the silver uh, the big <laughs> plates around like they're frisbees.
3: Yeah. Yeah, this is where I start to check out because it's like whatever these guys are doing doesn't make any sense yeah. and then it turns into a full-on action film. Yeah. And they start fighting the the like cannibal chefs.
2: Mm-hmm. We see Tommy yeah. C do a lot of backflips Oh yeah, he's f- cartwheeling
0: yeah. all over the place. He's just flipping and prancing. Yeah. He's got he's got all those acrobatic moves, yeah.
3: Yeah, the question is is he doing his own stunts at this point in his career? Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were wondering. I we, I don't think uh, he a stuntman definitely did the dive. I looked that up, but I don't I don't think he he, he didn't have his Mission Impossible uh, uh what about, what kind about of about ambition wheel.
0: Did he do the cartwheel? I I believed it was him. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good at that. <laughs> um and yeah, the elves are throwing, yeah, like garbage or their trays as frisbees and
2: yeah. yeah, their weapons aren't really doing much to these
0: huge, huge men. Yeah. Uh I'm with you, Mina. I was really kind of checking out at this mm. point. I'm like, wait, what is going on? But side note, what happened to Blix?
3: That's a good question. I think Blix is just hanging out.
0: Because Blix isn't in this fight battle in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing Blix Blix at the dinner scene. Does Blix show up at the end? I feel like... I don't think... Maybe Blix...
3: I think Blix might be there right at the very end. Mm. I could be wrong, Maybe they're
2: still traveling back from wherever uh, Darkness encountered them Mm -hmm. and... And, and the big guy, a, yeah. yeah, and they're and they're both just like, let's just take our time getting back because he seems kind of pissed right now. Or did
0: darkness kill him? Because Blix was at one point had the unicorn horn and was mm-hmm. going to be super powerful. And,
2: yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that moment wasn't him killing Blix to both make him more of a badass and maybe also, that was in the deleted scenes yeah. <laughs>
1: well,
3: Blix Blix knows where uh, where his bread Places? is buttered. Yeah. you know, yeah. like Blix yeah. is like, oh, okay, Lord, like you're you're the Lord of Darkness and I'm yeah. just a goblin.
2: Yeah. I'm the lowliest.
0: (laughs) Um, So we get back and we see they're at the back to the dinner table with darkness. Sorry, I'm just kind of flying through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll get to this. Um, And there was a quote I wrote down here that, that darkness said, which is pretty heavy. The dreams of youth. Oh, the regrets Ooh. of maturity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. This is, you know, heavy dinner talk there, Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're still trying to woo Princess Lily over here? Just trying to make her a cynic, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily, who we don't know if she has fallen under Darkness's spell yet, mm-hmm. uh, they're there and they're getting ready to sacrifice this final unicorn, right? Mm-hmm. So we're getting – am I – I think we're we're kinda there, right? We're at this point in the in the and Jack. It's
2: can we take a pause though? Sure. He it's too bad that he sees all his life as regret when he is the Lord of darkness. He <laughs> He's not like the Duke of Darkness. He made it the whole way. And he still has this negative self <laughs> Yeah, I know. You got himself. what you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say you should think positively? Yeah. yeah. He's got to I'm better than you've all the done, other people. There's
2: <laughs> a lot of darkness out there that wishes it could <laughs> be in and, and
1: your and place. And you're the so. king of all of it.
2: <laughs> maybe have a little more gratitude for... <laughs>
3: <laughs> appreciate what you've yeah.
2: got. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah maybe if he just practiced some mindfulness, none of this would have happened. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a great note. Yeah.
1: It's a great note.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, let... <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he, he says that trying to break her spirit, but then we start to get there. She gives this little smirk and we're like, oh, she's, she's going to beat him at his own game. And she starts conning him being like, I'll go along with this, but
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: let me kill the. The the unicorn
0: right so he's just like sure why not
2: yeah and then he and and he it's immediate it's so funny how immediately he's like yes this worked
1: yeah he gives this laugh this is
3: like Tim Curry is doing some of his finest work here and he he gives this laugh that looks like like he's getting turned on and he's laughing at the same time that's like really incredible
2: he i don't know what body it was but someone did give him a, an award for best acting in a bad film oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah well i mean if, even just wearing all that makeup he oh got an award for yeah. like i can't I can't imagine having to work in that he had
2: neck problems cuz the they didn't think about the horns going forward rather than up oh yeah so he had to keep uh, leaning his neck back to balance his keep his head upright, so it was like he was like constantly doing uh, a neck exercise. Oh my gosh! Way. And how do you go to the
1: bathroom in that? Yeah. Thing? <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> what if your head gets itchy? I mean, there's so many questions. So, so Lily is looking like she's gonna sacrifice this final unicorn and mm-hmm. take the horn, give it to Lord of Darkness. Just as Jack and the elves are surrounding him, they've got this big plan that they're going to use all these mirrors and shiny objects to mm-hmm. reflect light mm-hmm. into the darkness's chamber. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to beat darkness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they've got arrows. Now, Jack, is Jack about to shoot Lily? Is an arrow or something? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. so
3: they're doing like a ceremony. Mm-hmm. To kill the final unicorn. And he's giving this big speech about the history of darkness, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this loves he loves to rant. He yeah. doesn't want to miss this moment. I mean, this is a big like moment for any, him. any good villain, he's yeah. got it to give his, like, big world overview speech. Um, and then Gump is telling Jack to kill Lily because she's clearly been turned.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, and Jack, uh, you're not sure if he's going to do it or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've got arrows arrows pointed yeah. at her, and I guess at darkness too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Jack's like looking at Lily, and he's like, "I know she's still good, even though she's yeah. in
3: a different dress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's got that black lipstick on, but I know there's a still a pure heart in there. Yeah,
2: yeah. They originally wanted her to turn into a furred beast at that point, and to really like dial in this like metamorphosis." But uh, they like scaled it back to just
0: uh, a scanty.
2: So, like we've been yeah. working on this movie too
3: for Too much years. makeup yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. just
0: yeah. <laughs> too much. So Jack at the last second doesn't shoot Lily. Lily turns on darkness.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she cuts the chain
0: that's holding the unicorn. Right. Sets it free. Yeah. Of cutting off the horn. Jack's which is great. arrow goes right through
2: darkness's neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's doing the whole last fight scene with it. He's like, dude, you got a fucking dart in your neck.
0: <laughs> he already had <laughs> neck problems. I mean, come on.
2: I like get you, man, hurt. but you're crazy.
0: Yeah, that was pretty bad. That's <laughs> crazy. around with the arrow sticking out of him. Yeah. uh So then we get into full battle mode. Jack versus Lord of Darkness, which honestly seems a bit a uh, bit of a mismatch here. It's kind of like, like
2: Empire Empire Luke versus <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Darth Vader full full power.
0: Yeah.
3: And I love how Tim Curry keeps calling him boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and Jack mm-hmm. is just a regular human, right? He doesn't have Fairy folk
1: oh, powers or I, elf
0: powers. I think he's he's got he's
2: a magical. I don't think he's meant to be human, right?
3: No, I think he's a human.
2: Oh, okay, because in the because he's not he's, cut. They make
3: it clear he's not a fairy. Mm. He doesn't belong to that world.
2: Oh, so he's more like the Mowgli, like yeah. living yeah. a human living amongst the wild, uh, magical uh, forest, and then develops some knowledge and power of the yeah
1: yeah the so. forest
0: folk toleration yeah him, yeah no like, oh, it's just that weird yeah, guy again yeah. don't worry he'll be gone soon he'll he'll be gone. As, as long as he doesn't tell anyone where
2: those <laughs> <laughs> where those unicorns are then we're good yeah um yeah so he is fighting him very cool. like it's mismatched but he's getting some he does this like jump kick at one point and knocks him over and i was like that's that's a that's a that's move we haven't kick. seen yet yeah, yeah.
3: is it very nimble
0: yeah jack be nimble mm. oh. oh yeah um so yeah and then they win they beat lord of darkness
1: yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Surprisingly, can we talk about easy. yeah. surprisingly yeah <laughs> I, can't,
3: I can't even remember. oh yeah they stab him with the unicorn horn but then yeah. there's like a huge wind that sucks him out into space And can we, I I, I just don't understand the logic of that. Part of
0: unicorn magic, is it the light of the unicorn?
3: Yeah, I think so. Right, because they reflected the sun to hit him as well. So it's a one-two punch Mm -hmm. of unicorn horn and sunlight. But then the outside behind him is just space. space. Like, it's not sunlight. It's just uh, an expanse of stars.
2: It's like literally the same ending as, spoiler alert, Alien.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, getting sucked out of the thing. There were yeah. one or two moments where I was like, this is slightly like Alien. Yeah. Like, he even says, without me, you know, there will always be darkness. You know, light can't exist without darkness. Yeah, which is never
2: – Which is not, yeah. like, he <laughs> – not ever really, like, dealt with. They're just like, sure, sure, bud.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, but where does he go? And then does so – He flies out he to space. He spins
3: out into space. Yeah. Oh, and I remember, too, the sound – of like the his his nails are like nails on a chalkboard, trying to stop mm. himself from getting sucked out into space, and that always gave me the like chills yeah. watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very very abrupt, I yeah. guess. And then, okay, good, we're all good. We go. We're all back. good,
2: and everything. All all that snow melts instantly. Yeah,
0: they glue the horn back onto the unicorn. Yeah. Magic glue. Magic glue. Yeah, magic glue. Uh, gets and then they're, it's they're Like a late there.
2: late night. Uh, infomercial, get two for
0: nine ninety nine if you order now,
2: <laughs> Magic Glue.
0: Um, and so Jack dives back in the water, finds the ring, mm-hmm. and now Lily, oh yeah, so Lily gets knocked out, like something happens to her in the battle, right? Because oh, she, yeah. she's not awake, he's trying to wake her up mm. in the forest. Oh, that's
2: right, like the sleeping beauty moment.
0: Yeah, like, is Lily dead? Like, when did that happen?
3: Yeah. yeah, they don't really... Yeah, they, like, she faints in the, in the thing, and then the next time you see her, I think, is she's back in her normal clothes, like, yeah. lying in a field of bluebells. Mm.
0: Yeah, so we're just to assume they carried her out and her clothes magically changed back when... Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he like, gets sucked yeah. into space. All his yeah. jewelry and wardrobes uh, get reverted as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. even though, like when she's trapped in the like her all, during the winter all of her normal like finery wears away until she's just wearing rags and so then she does the waltz thing and then so like yeah. that dress disintegrated in the in the nuclear winter <laughs> but but now it's back no. did,
0: yeah we forgot to mention she was running around in the snow in that same Yeah, grass,
3: yeah and
1: yeah. it just That'd turns into nothing
0: yeah yeah but it's back there but now she may be dead lying in the bluebells mm-hmm. so Jack wakes her up, and she thinks they ha- it was a dream. He assures her it wasn't a dream. Mm-hmm. He has the ring, and then uh, we see one of my favorite things, which does happen a lot in this. There's a lot of dreamlike running scenes.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah. There has to be a, a, a Tommy C. running scene in every <laughs> movie, too.
0: Yeah, like running through the woods, yeah. running through caves, running yeah. around. Like A lot of people just running. It's like, oh, it's like a, mm-hmm. a dream... Yeah. Nice dream. And home. I love
2: that after they – they everything, like, works out for them and then they just get that, like th- – th- th- we're led to believe that they're going to leave this forest and go over to wherever wherever her, like, show back up at her castle and be like, sorry, I've been gone for a while. Uh, don't worry, everything's fixed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, and she sings, too. She yeah. does oh, we yeah. Which didn't talk about either. She sings a few times throughout the movie. Yeah. It's kind of a nice – Yeah. To tie in with the little – Yeah tangerine dream
2: yeah. soundtrack but then they turn and they wave to their their magical forest folk yeah uh and and all of them like including uno's like back out just like <laughs> full size just like see ya. yeah, yeah. Bye. thanks one. for
0: coming don't ever come <laughs> back or <Yeah>. touch our <laughs> unicorns <laughs> again <Yeah. laughs> and
2: then and then the uh, most amazing, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, just like, uh, uh, for some reason, almost like to be like, yeah, this was good enough that we can set up with this one cut of Tim Curry that maybe we deserve a sequel.
3: I don't <laughs> even know if it's if it's a sequel, but I think it's it's just saying like, yeah, he was right. You can't have darkness without light. Like, there, been... there's no there's no getting away from that. Like, yeah,
2: I guess. Yeah, I, I, there's there's so many things in this movie that are just like we're just gonna like, make you do all the heavy lifting of... <laughs> yeah. Like, not that I th- want things, like, spelled out, but but have more of a... Um, uh, it not just be like, we're just gonna put a cut in there and that's gonna f- solve this meaning, rather than do it in a delicate, <laughs> like, crafted way. Yeah. So I guess we're <laughs> to believe that he did
0: survive... and Goes to he-
2: space and now he's back on that same throne. It, they should really just show the first scene again. And, and and just like repeat the whole thing and just yeah. have like blix come in and be like so i got this problem uh there's these two magical beings in the forest <laughs> you gotta go kill them yeah is it just uh, going to keep repeating also also i love that whole notion of like the main villain having this like major problem and and then just being like you seem like the person that can do this <laughs> i'm going to sit here you know if you want something done right do it yourself
3: yeah, Dark just put
0: a lot of trust in
3: blix well, he- Go
2: out in the daytime when the unicorns are. That's, oh, he's, that's, he's see, uh, shackled. Now, see if they set that up too. See, that's like another like just making us do all the work <laughs> well, to make sense that. of this movie that's so loose.
0: Yeah, they give you that info like vaguely right off the at the top oh, of the movie. Oh, they say that the, well, he, the yeah, unicorns, yeah. he can't go out. He can only go out in darkness, and mm-hmm. he keeps repeating the sun is my destroyer. Like, yes, I
2: get it. And and, and so so where do the unicorns go at night? That that is protected from from him see that's we they need, stay in and we need, we need that like Breaking it, it's funny that they <laughs> they don't even have that exposition in the longest opening scroll to a movie i've ever right. seen
0: yeah oh, that, i don't know if it, empire
2: was pretty long oh empire <laughs> is three st- three stanzas and because because uh, the first cut of star wars was super long and they're like, George, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't do this. this. This is crazy. And then and then they cut it to a reasonable, like three, three little stanzas. And then this one was just like, You think you're done? We'll get ready for
0: page two. <laughs> and here's <laughs> yeah. some
2: more history. Yeah.
0: So much going on. So Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we made it through. 1985's legend. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna start with Rich. So, Rich, you know the point of this podcast. We Run. asked the we asked the big question: Do you still like this movie? So, I gotta ask you: Do you still like Legend?
2: There are things about it that I still like.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> now, Mina, this I know is a very big movie for you in your in your younger formative years. Um, how do you feel about it? Do you still like this movie?
3: Um, I'm I'm gonna say that I do, even though, you know, with my adult eyes, uh, I can look at it objectively and say, I I understand that it's not a good movie, but I still love it for, I think, for more for what it could have been and what it kind of, the ideas swirling around it than what it actually is, which I know is not necessarily a good reason to evaluate a movie on what it hypothetically could have been, but that's enough for me. I think.
0: That's hey, that's that's totally fair, and that's awesome. That's, you know, every movie, if, if it still means something to you, if it hasn't been ruined for you, <laughs> if you can like fully appreciate <laughs> it, like that's that's great, and and it will always be there. I have to say, I mean, I was never that big a fan of it. We talked at the start of this. They said I saw it once. It was like, okay, I'm good. Kind of forgot it. Gotta say, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not.
3: And I like understand. It. This. Yeah, I, I think that's a completely fair assessment. Yeah,
0: so I and I never had like a, a strong childhood attachment to it either, and so I know I can be forgiving of some other films that may not hold the test of time for me. Mm. Um, but I'm still like, oh, but I'll, I'll excuse certain things. Yeah. There wasn't really anything I found super offensive about it. I found like the acting; most performances were. were oh decent, the we cinematography.
2: Got, I, I like was blown away by the consistency of young Tommy C.'s stare. It's <laughs> still just on par. I bet you could do a supercut of every single stare that he's done in every film, and it would just be like, you know, just if you did a really tight, like, Leone kind of, like, framing, and be like, <laughs> which movie is this from? You don't know, because he's yeah. got the same amazing stare in every same movie. Same
0: amazing look, yeah. Um, so, Mina, just back to you real quick. The... Like, what really did hold up for you? And, I mean, I know you still like the movie, but what really let you down this
1: time? Um,
3: I think the, the like, overall construction of it. Like, the fact that the pacing is so off. And a lot of this is the fact that it, you know, got recut several times and became a different movie from what was originally intended. And so you can kind of peer through the mist of... of uh, like, what the studio made it versus what Ridley Scott originally envisioned. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I really connect to that core vision without actually, um, you know, now the, like, slapstick is so embarrassing and all of that. But I think visually it still holds up for me. Like, I love seeing a movie with such ambitious effects Mm -hmm. where nothing is CGI and everything is so tactile.
0: Absolutely. And there weren't even really any... Puppets or anything—it was just a lot oh, of makeup yeah. and great sets, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of great camera work and cinematography. And I mean, I know you've got your your, your film background, so looking at it now from like your film, the knowledge you have of, of <laughs> films, um, yeah, I really did find trouble with the pacing. I had a lot of issues trying to figure out what was going on, where, wait, why are we jumping here? And that's probably is because a lot of the big cuts if you're saying like an hour got do we, cut. Yeah, do it.
1: we
2: know of another movie between the three of us that had an entire hour cut out of it?
3: Oh, I'm sure there have been plenty, but yeah. yeah, I couldn't think of one off the like, top of my
2: head. Or, or, I mean, like definitely things that have yeah. had an hour from things they thought might be into the film, but but to do actually screen a two and a half hour cut and then make it a 98 minute film, that, that's happened before a bunch? Sure.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening.
2: Yeah, that's it's it. Bo- it blows my mind to think of like that's you know the length of Army of Darkness is one hour <laughs> long, <laughs> and to yeah. cut like an entire feature, uh, uh, from a feature and 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 somehow make it sense. Like apparently there was supposed to be all these subplots, and the quest was going to be much more like Tolkieny, like this long, like I, I, I'm guessing also like wrapped in all this like. Uh, ring cycle kind of epic length uh, then being like, no, just joking. We need to make it short and we need to take out the score, the uh, classical like Goldsmith score and replace it for apparently when they tested with um, younger people, they, they wanted to replace it with um, Tangerine Dream yeah uh, we didn't with even talk about with, that. with with something to appeal to the kids
0: <laughs> yeah like jerry goldsmith originally yeah. did the soundtrack so yeah. jerry goldsmith worked on alien yeah. um, the burbs which is my all-time top mm. one of my top movies ever um, and jerry goldsmith done tons mm-hmm. tons of scores so it's and they good. lost the score
2: and really? apparently they only found the score because someone working on the session did a backup to uh, a two track uh, like a two-track from the eight-track and so then they were like, oh um, luckily that survived because the eight-track uh, masters all disappeared.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: So there is a director's cut that has the Goldsmith score that you can watch now, which mm-hmm. is probably a better film. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now see I feel like I didn't like this enough to, <laughs> to
2: Yeah, yeah, to yeah. like yeah. director's cut. <laughs> like, like I know I'm going to watch the director's cut maybe not for another 10 years, but I will watch it <laughs> you at some will point. Try? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I need to I need I mean maybe it might even happen before 10 years, but
3: so well, it's that's a ending, right? Compare the director's cut of like Blade Runner to the theatrical. It, yeah. They're so different. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I love like the director's cut of Aliens. I love because mm-hmm. that movie that movie's pretty long on its own, but yeah. the director's cut to me just adds a whole bunch of extra background scenes on
2: stuff. Oh yeah, the yeah, getting is, to see like, C- LV yeah four two one. That's my favorite director's four.
0: cut, probably. What's the number? Uh, oh yeah, LV four two seven or 427? something. Oh yeah. man, Aliens. Yeah, brain something yeah. else with <laughs> all this legend. My brain is yeah. fried. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> know. But yeah, there's. There were parts of this movie that I was like, "Oh, this could have been so good," mm-hmm. and then it just. I didn't. think I think
2: most of the things I'm most the things that I'm most critical of uh, have always been the things that I feel like I I am so on board with the premise of it and just not the execution. So <laughs> so I think something like this uh, uh, I'm more critical than um, some you know romantic comedy that I was never that interested in in the first place. Um, but with this, it, it, it had, like, on paper, you got Ridley Scott just made two blockbusters. You got a, an amazing production company uh, and uh, an art art department and, and, like, doing everything with these huge, ambitious sets. Like, it's still so visually amazing that they, like, built all these sets. Sets all burnt down, and then they, like, built it again. What? Mm-hmm. The studio That's why burnt it took down. three years to make it. Yeah. And... Uh, and so you've got all this happening. Young Tommy C., great actor. Uh, yeah, Mia Sarah's really good. like She's I, great she's as well. She's great in it,
0: too. Yeah. Um, Tim Curry's great in it. Yeah, but yeah. so it's got I all these things
2: that, that, that should be amazing, and just it's just not fun, you know?
3: It's interesting. Yeah. The reason you're more critical of it and the reason I'm less critical of it are the same thing. Like, we both <laughs> can see what it could have been, and that makes me go, oh, but that's enough, and you're like, "Mm, no, I'm going to be extra hard Uh, on it now. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it just kind of fumbles through. I just, like, I didn't, I started to get kind of aggravated as Mm -hmm. I was watching it, and frustrated and a bit confused, (sighs) and and maybe thinking, like, back to when I saw it at the video store, it's thinking, oh, this looks... That, no, cover, like, that cover, that cover, I'll stand by, that yeah. cover is amazing. This is for me, and then you watch it like, oh, what did I, yeah. I don't, and I, fe- I feel like when I watched it as a kid, I was like, maybe this is for older people, like, maybe <laughs> I, like, don't get this yet.
3: I guess but, I watched it at exactly the right time, yeah. because I was not what, critical think, of
0: it at How old do you
2: think you were? Oh, I don't
3: know, like, maybe seven, six wow, or seven, like, yeah, probably very it, young.
2: I watched it at six and seven, yeah, and, me too, probably. and at, at five, six. I was having nightmares from Ghostbusters. So, this movie, like, I th- rewatched it more in my nightmares than I watched it in reality. Yeah. Um, definitely had Tim Curry nightmares. <laughs> I
3: was t- <laughs> this is, maybe I shouldn't say this, I was talking to a friend, and uh, she was like, oh, yeah, some of my earliest sexual feelings were about <laughs> Tim Curry in
1: that movie.
2: <laughs>
3: really? In this
0: movie? He's, wow. he's ripped. He's, he's
2: real ripped, ripped and, and it's
3: his his voice
0: yeah. like it's it is a sexy voice yeah yeah he's hey he gives a great performance yeah i think what you were talking about earlier how they weren't sure whether to go dark or whether to go more for a pg rating i think they really needed to make a definitive choice because mm-hmm. i don't see this being this isn't a movie that i would show to kids today yeah i think they'd either fall asleep be confused or have super nightmares and this isn't a movie that i would recommend to like horror movie fans because yeah. I, again it just really doesn't hold up i yeah. think like it's weird in between I've,
2: yeah. everything about the movie is just in between like mm-hmm. it's like it has a little bit of everything else in that w- universe that you love and just has it in a like oh let's just take a little bit of this without like really like Getting into it.
0: Also, who's the character you're supposed to be siding with? Like, the movie starts off with Lord of Darkness and Blix, and then you get all Lily. this stuff about Darkness. Then, yeah. you, then you get Lily for a mm-hmm. bit. Then you get Jack for a bit. Then there's like this quest and the unicorns. And I, I felt I wasn't really rooting for any characters' one story. Mm. I was just kind of like, you know what? I actually don't care what happens to your <laughs> stupid, yeah. you know, land because this is all just. Not making that much sense, and I don't have any emotional attachment
2: to any of you. We we were talking about how the movie's both slow and fast. Yeah,
3: like either not enough happens uh, or too much happens, and you can't
2: decide which. There's like, despite you know this super long exposition before the movie even starts, you still feel this like I don't know what this world looks like. Maybe because it was all built, and there's no like we don't get to we don't get to there's only um, twelve people in the movie, mm-hmm. like twelve beings that we right. come across,
0: and they all um, just interact with each
1: other. So we
2: don't, like, we don't know. even know, like you know, are are uh, uh, Gump and them like coming on behalf of the rest of the forest folk, or you know, it's like this very like isolated world, despite it uh, uh, s- supposed to be like a very large world. So it feels really small, um, mm-hmm. and and so you 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 don't really. Uh, they they tried to do it with that, like, Lily visiting the, the that one home, but you're like, you don't even see another home. So you're like, what does this <laughs> world look like? And why am I caring about anything right now?
0: Like, who would you recommend this to now?
3: Oh, God, I don't even know. Like, I would have to be a ch- small child, but the parents of that small child would have to be okay with, mm-hmm. like, cannibalism and, like, weird sexual innuendo and <laughs> <Right? laughs> all like, of that. Yeah. yeah. Skulls just littered everywhere. <laughs> it's
2: like do you want to wake up every night for the next <laughs> month Yeah, your your child prone your child to nightmares <laughs> screams? Well, I got just the movie for you. Yeah.
3: You would have to ease them in with like even Dark Crystal is pretty dark now dark if Crystal you
1: think about it. Yeah. yeah. Dark
2: Crystal was was definitely scary to me, um but but I rewatched that a bunch cuz cuz you still I think it's because you only have like the hero and his sidekick as the kind of thing that you're following. I think the, like that you don't never really get a sense of of the band of of, uh, of uh, Jack and them. You, you, it, it, it's just there's too many characters, I feel yeah, like. Yeah,
0: they don't really seem to like each other that much. Yeah. And Gump is their leader, but you can't really <laughs> respect Gump. Yeah. And you kind of want Lily to succeed. But you're also like, wait, what is her, like, is she, does she have a kingdom to answer to? <laughs> like, yeah. <what? laughs>
3: but to cycle back, I would, I would say that I'm of the mind that children should be scared.
1: Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. And the
3: whole point of fairy tales, like, was originally not t- to entertain kids, but to m- put the fear into them mm. and to like, because those original Grimm's stories are really scary, and they're kind of <laughs> meant to teach kids the sort of moral lessons that are are uh you know ruling society but i was just trying to think like what is the moral lesson
2: from this this is, story? This is follow your dream through <laughs> your turn turn into tim curry having to put on makeup <laughs> for 5 hours
1: yeah what is, what is the moral the, like what, what,
2: maybe what you're saying the uh, i d- i did think that resonated the like the dreams of youth or the regrets of maturity and like that sort of like like you gotta follow your heart sort of things. You gotta touch but, the unicorn. But kinda like scaring them into like you better follow your dreams or it's gonna get real scary. So you think they get to just live
3: happily ever after at the end. They Maybe. they run off into the sunset.
2: Yeah.
0: But then all of that could have been avoided if she hadn't touched yeah. the unicorn. It's it's,
2: it's messy. Well it it's sort hot, of like a it's a hot mess.
3: It's a journey to adulthood because she, you know, uh, lives in this state of innocence, mm. but then that's taken away. She's got to confront her own shadow. I'm going to put a real Jungian yeah. spin yeah. on this. Uh, and then all of that information is synthesized and she's able to go back and have a real adult marriage relationship with Jack. Whereas yeah. before they were just like not really ready for it and this whole journey has prepared them
2: both. Yeah, that's that's cool. And, and that the movie further goes and makes itself a hot mess because that journey is a hot mess. <laughs> 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 and so then it's being real meta and being like, well, you know, we are going to make a good film, but then we're like, let's make a hot mess. And that just... <laughs> Further sums up that journey to adulthood.
0: I think that is a great <laughs> summation. I'm glad that's what you got out of it. I will mention so when I was looking this up to watch the director's cut or not afterwards, I was like, "Well, what's the difference with the director's cut? Are you familiar that the ending is different in the director's cut?"
2: Jack stays in the forest. They
0: don't wind up together.
2: Right, they decide yeah. they're
0: living different lives and they're different people. And, and the, see, that's what got wanted.
2: That's it. what made me think that Jack wasn't uh, wasn't part like. A human, and was he? And it was some sort of like that. He finds out he's immortal, and it's kind of like that same thing in Lord of the Rings, where right. yeah. where you uh, does you, he
0: find that, out he's immortal?
2: Yeah, in, in the, the director's uh, cut. In the director's cut, maybe not in the final version, but that was the intention in the script before. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and so then it's like that kind of classic like uh, uh, Lord of the Rings thing of uh, an immortal falling in love with a human and the uh, <laughs> problems that that would have... Uh, well, she's
3: got to go back to her kingdom. And yeah. I don't think Jack would fare well like, in, a, in a royalty position. Yeah, He'd miss the forest too much. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no big pools to dive into. Yeah. Well, guys,
0: this has been so fun. Any mm. final thoughts on this? Anything else you needed to say?
2: One thing we <laughs> read was that uh, there was this article that was like, This movie uh, was a commercial flop um, ending (laughs) Ridley Scott's uh, hot streak as the new young um, uh, go-to director. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, let's see where this was at. And it's like, oh, it's his third Hollywood movie. So to call two films back-to-back a streak is a bit of a stretch, but then also to call it a flop, it was only, it only grossed one, it was one million dollar, it was a one million dollar flop. It only
0: cost one million to make?
2: No, no, oh. it was, uh, it co- cost 15 and it made, or it cost 16 and it made 15. Oh, um, okay. gotcha. and, uh, and then that got me down a, a rabbit hole, of, like <laughs> looking up like when was his like streak. And he kind of had a little like wavering in the rest of the 80s and early 90s and his last flop. Do you want to guess what his last flop was? Prometheus. His last flop was and I'm not talking critically. I'm talking like box office was white squall. Oh. So GI Jane and then 16 movies in a row. He's he's uh uh made He made, made money, more yeah. money. Yeah. I
0: feel like I remember he was coming back into prominence around uh
2: yeah, so Gladiator yeah. is one of his biggest and ones. Blackhawk
0: Down, I mm-hmm. think he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But so, but just just that streak, and then and then I we looked up uh, uh, Spielberg. He's never had a flop.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in my mind. Wow. I it doesn't look up mean, they're good, it movies, doesn't mean they're good movies. It doesn't mean
3: they're good movies. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm comfortable acknowledging that I am the only person in the world who likes this movie.
0: <laughs> well, you made me want to see The Last Unicorn again yeah, uh-huh. I remember oh, yeah, that's that a great being one. actually a movie that scared me as a kid. Yeah. So And like really mm. cool animation and stuff like that. I still remember the song. I could probably sing it. Oh,
3: <laughs> yeah, because America unicorn. did all the music. <laughs> 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 na,
0: na, 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 na. Oh, wow. I think I saw like the Highland Theater, right? Oh, nice! Wow. Maybe it was the Oxford. I don't know, but that's for another podcast. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you later. Bye. All right. All right. You got to give me some credits for this one. Do you like pawns, caves, magic places, fairies, forests, furnace faces, dream running? Are you into that? How about wasting time that you can't get back? Well, glue the horn on your unicorn and then get ready to get confused some more. Whoever was story editing lost control. Have fun filling in the plot holes like darkness. Why would anyone trust? The sun's his destroyer, but what about us? There's lots going on with no explanation, pacing, edits, character motivations, props to makeup in the set. Design, but this Ridley Scott flop should be left behind. The dreams of youth, the regrets of maturity, like watching Legend over 30. Yeah, it's word, Bergie. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back at you in one week. Much love. Is that, that's a special legend. I remember when I met the legend when the legend was just a, just a myth. And then they, they grew up a little bit and became a mystery. And I was, I was wondering because they went through a phase where they were, were a a puzzle. But then, then they became a legend. And that was special. Love you.